Welcome back in the midweek jock market NBA strategy show. So we appreciate you hanging with us. Jets in the house, of course, as he's going to run through everything on jock market, how to make you some money. Mike's producing. I'm here. And look, if you're not part of the jock market community, download the app. Use our promo code right away. Awesome. We'll match your first deposit up to $50. It's insane how easy this is. It's the jock market, stock market. Everything has been turned in. So live action is definitely you can make money doing that. It's definitely, uh, I was going to say relevant would be the word here. Wow. That's not a good sign. If I can't even get something out here, Jeff, what's happening, man. <laughs> not too much. A uh, lot. To blame it on the sun. Hey, look, there's a lot to choose from today. And like you yeah. said before, I mean, there's baseball free agency, there's stuff, there's crazy stuff happening in the NFL. There's a lot to keep up with. So I'm happy to just focus in on basketball though for the next half hour. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, Mike and I won't drown you down with Kyle Schwarber talker or, <laughs> or anything along those lines by all means, man. But it is an interesting night across the board, 12 games to bounce around. And uh, there is a birthday. I wasn't sure if you're aware of it, but uh, a pretty big birthday for a pretty big star tonight in the NBA. So I don't know uh -oh. if you, I don't know if you back the birthday narratives at all, but it is Joel Embiid's birthday tonight. Yeah, and unfortunately now he's questionable, right? Yeah. I don't know if we got any other info on that. Um, of course. Yeah, of course. Back soreness is, yeah, I just wanted to double check with it. But I mean, yeah, it's his birthday. You got to figure he's going to give it a go. And maybe this is just going to, you know, these are the kind of opportunities on where, especially on jog market, man. If if all the, the kind of, you know, pumping of Joe and beat is going to get sucked right out of the market today. I mean, if he plays, I mean, I'm interested, yeah. you know, cheap Joel Embiid on a birthday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I will play the narrative. And I think, you know, <laughs> narratives are, are usually silly, right? We talk right. about them, but like, I, I don't know why, but it's basketball. They always seem to work out. They always seem to work out in basketball, other sports, not so much basketball. Yes. So I'm in, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm again, look, jock market. It's all about what the price we pay for these guys. Sure. You want to get cheap shares. Well, you got the Q tag with Embiid. Uh, if he does end up suiting up, man, I, I would I would be on that. Yeah, I think there are um, combined narratives here where he comes off a, a loss to Jokic head-to-head -head on Monday night, and that's the MVP talk. And now you've got the talking heads all around the country. Jokic is ahead, all this. And I can tell you, I can promise you this, Joel Embiid is paying attention to the MVP talk like he's paying oh, attention to anything else on social. And then the birthday stuff. So, yeah, may maybe there is something to it. But here's the flip side. Let's just say that Joel Embiid is out for the purposes of kind of looking ahead here. We know that there's going to be a second spend-up option in James Harden. Is there any more appeal now in a guy like that, especially because of the facilitation that we know is built in with Harden? Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty hard to make a, a case, you know, not not to pay up for James Harden tonight, after, um, you know, if he gets out again. The, the only thing is, obviously, if he gets ruled out early, especially like it's not going to be a it's not going to be a shock or anything. And, and, and the market will adjust according, which means you're going to have to pay up for shares of them. So you might find yourself with like getting better deals on guys like uh, Maxi or, um, you know, maybe even like going to to just. The, like one of the, the, um, the, the backups, like a, a, um, a Millsap or something like yeah. that. Right. So uh, there's, there's different ways to play it on Philly tonight. I don't think you necessarily have to pay up on hard just because there's so many games on this slate, but yeah, um, that, that's where I would expect most of the usage to go. And I still think Philly's in a pretty good spot tonight. Like you said, they're coming off getting embarrassed. Um, I, I think that with or without Joel Embiid, I kind of like the, the 76er side of this matchup, especially for investing. So. 
And look, I, I'm already, I'm sure, being accused of, of homerism here as we start with a game 219 and a half of a total when there are games north of 240 on the board. So uh, not to belabor that by any means. And if there was anybody on Cleveland that, that you were looking at or targeting ahead of time, Jeff, we can get that out. But there are a couple of games here on the board that are just super high totals, including some later ones that are kind of hard to ignore. Yeah, I mean, look, you could play the, the stack here. We do have a close point spread. So you come back with Garland if you want. I think there's better spots, though. Yeah. So probably rather just, you know, spend time talking about those other games. Yeah, and again, I don't think it's going to translate so much where I don't anticipate a guy having, you know, like a huge night individually. But if you can identify a three-point shooter against the the Sixers, now is the time. They're going through a little stretch here where they are giving up and they're a little soft on the perimeter. So Love's kind of back to the bench and he may be a sneaky guy. But again, I don't think that transfers over to a top three, like a top three ROI guy tonight. But it's something to keep in mind if you are looking at, at something smaller than that. All right, so we'll, we'll bounce around to some bigger totals here. Hawks-Hornets is at 241. We have that Lakers-Wolves at 242. So these are evolving clearly as we get closer. And Odd Shopper is always going to give you up to date. 241 and a half with the Bucks and the Kings. The Hawks game is interesting because we know Charlotte has a couple of guys built in with some heavy volume here. But talking about paying up options, I, I don't know, Jeff, if there's a safer return for what you're going to pay than Trey Young right now in the NBA simply because of just the ridiculous amount of volume he has on any given night, especially because these games with the Hawks are tied to super high totals as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no argument there. You know, Devin Booker may be entering the conversation in that regard fair. right now too with Chris Very Paul. Fair. Yes. But um, like Trey Young is, is kind of like, he's the guy as absolutely like, he's just, He's just going to be there um, at the end of the night. And then you've got Charlotte on the, on the slate tonight. I don't think people need me to break down that, that too much. I mean, by now, Charlotte, we have a huge sample size. They're just, they just play at a fast pace and they just don't play defense. And uh, I mean, you know, again, it's just, it, do you want to pay up for Trey Young on the slate or are there going to be better deals around? Um, you know, this is a slate where there's so many big names. Like we have Giannis posted as, as a number one on our projections and, you know, Trey Young is, is up there, but there are like four or five people above him in, in, yeah. the, in the projections. So, um, you know, will that, and, and I'm not saying that you should invest in them over Trey Young. I'm just saying maybe Trey Young doesn't actually get that expensive tonight, you know, because of all these other big names. So I, I think it's fine. You, you can pay up for him. Um, I, I'd have no reason to think that, that he would come off. Now, I think that a better deal and a potentially better ROI, because Again, like these expensive players, I mean, you need them to finish like top three to get like a, a 50, a 40, even 40% ROI oftentimes, but a better deal on the Hawks, I think is going to be Clint Capella tonight, who's playing really well, uh, over 30 fantasy points in, in his last three games. You know, John Collins out. We've got a close point spread here. Charlotte doesn't rebound it for anything. I think Capella could could easily put up a really finish, efficient fantasy performance. And if he gets like over 30 minutes, yeah. Um, you know, this one could go, this one could go pretty big. So I think investing in Capella is actually the better option tonight. You could still get a piece of Trey young, but, um, I, I think that if you're doing a one-off in this game, that's where I would start with Capella. Yeah. Is there any other opportunity there? And, and it wouldn't be as big of a return as Capella paying off granted, but it, and it's also a little narrower or right. Narrower, I guess, is that a word or more narrow of yeah, a, of a word to work with? Okay. It is. I don't know. All right. For, for the purposes of right now, it is. But, you know, a guy like Kevin Herter could knock down six threes tonight. He could also go, you know, one for 10. So you don't have as 
wide of a landing spot, I think, with Capella and that payoff. And it's a great play, especially as far as a counter of not paying up as much as Trey Young. Could you go down any further, if you will, and target somebody like Perter? But again, knowing that you're still dealing with a slimmer window than even with Capella. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, this is just the, the the perfect type of game environment for it, right? I mean, you know, Bogdanovich, Herder, one of them probably going to be be just you know knocking down some some threes tonight against the, against the Hornets. Um, one of them I could easily see here, like breaching the thirty fantasy point mark. I think Herder too. will will again, we just got to talk about the cost basis on jock market. Who's people? Who are people paying up for? Bogdanovich will get some heat. Some people will will target this game, and they should. But I think Herter, you know, just considering his role and, you know, just he's, he's a little bit, he's just a less explosive player, quite frankly. But with this kind of game environment, um, we have seen him do this in the past where he just, you know, knocks down a ton of threes. Um, he gets hot. The, the Hawks give him a few more shots. And all of a sudden he's got like 35, 40 fantasy points. So it's the right type of environment. I definitely like the guys on, on Atlanta a little bit more um, just for the fact that I think you'll be getting better bargains on them. Um, and I think they're a little bit more jock market friendly. So Herter, uh, Capella, you know, Capella, a little bit safer option likely just because, I mean, those rebounds are going to be so valuable and, um, he's just playing really well, but Herter could, he, the upside is absolutely there. So yeah, uh, lots of different ways to play Atlanta tonight. Now on the flip side though, you've got Charlotte and we have uh, a couple of guys really that we can target from a volume standpoint, and it's going to be Rogier bridges and ball, depending on, you know, that hierarchy, if you will. Uh, Rogier looks to be kind of back and we talked about this. I feel like a month ago or so where he was just taking every single three point shot available to him on the floor. And then all of a sudden he went in this little lull. He seems to be back at least from a launch standpoint. You had ball and bridges who both come off some pretty big ones as well here. We know Charlotte loves to shoot threes Atlanta, not necessarily the easiest target by any means to land that from the outside, but there's also volume to look at from just, shot production as well here so looking at atlanta from that standpoint of maybe the trickle down are you looking at more of a trio here for charlotte or maybe trying to identify one one and a half of these guys i, I mean i would probably try and land on on like one of them i, I think i'd probably prefer Lamelo in this matchup against trey young uh, i think he's gonna have a good shot at like hitting perhaps you know hitting 10 the 10 assists mark i mean definitely will get his shot off right yeah um I, I he's been pretty consistent as you mentioned i mean he really hasn't he hasn't like exploded lately, but he's, he's shooting it pretty well. It was five, eight from three in his last game. He's, he's had seven or more three point attempts and four of his last five starts as well. So like, we're seeing a little bit more consistency. He's kind of been that like boom, bust, boom, bust play all year. But um, lately you kind of like the consistency and now he's in like a really good game environment with a close point spread. So I think if I was really attacking this game, I, I would, I would go multiple players on Atlanta. Uh, we've already mentioned that. And then I would probably just pay up for LaMelo. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, Rosier's shooting the ball well, you know, Bridges, whatever. But uh, I just think this matchup for, for LaMelo is, is good. He's been very consistent to the point where I don't think he's going to bust your, your investment strategy tonight, like your, your portfolio. So, <laughs> and if he does, you know, get hot or, or this game just goes crazy and it stays close to the very end, I think there's a very good chance he'll, he'll end up as like a top five play. So I like LaMelo. I like just paying up for LaMelo. I think he gives you a little bit of uh you know, a nice, a, a very good floor investment just with the way he's playing. And then you can kind of attack some of those higher variance guys on Atlanta. You could build a mini ladder here. Eight plus assists is plus 106. 10 plus dimes for ball is plus 285. So if you wanted to put a full unit on the 106, you could always sprinkle a half on that and kind of build up. 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I like that. I, I, I like attacking those kind of props tonight with LaMelo too. I think it's that kind of night for him. So. All right. So from that game, again, we have a couple of others here. Lakers wolves, two forty-two. This is a bigger spread. Both that and the Kings bucks game have spreads North of eight, eight and a half points. So that could mean this is a one side again, could, right. We look at all different circumstances here by all means, but there could be more of a one-sided affair. Look, it's it's easier to look at the Bucks and Milwaukeeans in Sacramento and say, all right, you know, they're going to cruise on. Lakers are just a, a dumpster fire waiting to happen. So it is kind of easy in both scenarios to jump to a blowout. But if that's the case, then for both or either, Jeff, then the Wolves at home may be a really good place to start, especially from a couple of really favorable matchups against this Lakers team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's just like, I'm just looking down. There's so many questionable tags with this game tonight. I mean, it was giving me a headache when I was looking at it earlier and it's starting to give me one now, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I think D'Angelo Russell is fine. I mean, people, you know, there'll be some recency bias with, with towns coming off the, the monster game. And I, I, I think that that Russell is, is in a spot with, you know, Edwards still questionable. He's probable now. Okay. But um, you know, uh, even if he does play, I, I think, I think Russell's in a good spot tonight. I mean, obviously we mentioned the Lakers defensively, it's very much a similar spot, like with, with Lamelo, where, yeah, you know, I, I think the assists will be there for Russ tonight. I think that the sh the, there'll be a few more shot opportunities and he's just a, a been solid lately. So, you know, it, it's one of those, you're maybe playing like the, the kind of the, 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 the balance you know, approach where, you know, the towns goes off one night and maybe, um, Russell takes a little bit more of the, the heat tonight, but, um, I don't mind that strategy. I mean, I think investing in one of the, the Timberwolves starters isn't a bad idea. I wouldn't go too crazy just because I think there is a big blow factor here, but I, I certainly um, with the row under the radar tonight with, with all these games on, on the docket and, and just with him being kind of the second fiddle. So um, I don't know. I don't, I don't have to, I like, this is almost the spot with the Timberwolves where with Edwards probably coming back uh, Beverly questionable. I would almost just be okay. Just, just like letting, you know, just letting this one go and just being like, okay, you know, maybe I'll look to the Lakers for some like cheap garbage value here, but there are so many games on the slate tonight that I almost don't want to concern myself with the headache with all these questionable tags. So. Yeah, it's a great point, man. And, and I, I don't think you have to, as you mentioned with 11 other games on here, uh, one name to contemplate. And I think you can definitely get them on this downswing because of what we saw, which was barely anything in 19 minutes in their most recent game against San Antonio. But again, if you're looking at a less favored option from the public for a guy who could be a microwave in 25 to 28 minutes, you know, Malik Beasley off the bench dropping, you know, nine to 10, three attempts. And this is not me pushing his three point prop, Jeff. He's not even on the books, <laughs> but again, somebody, he just comes off such a shitty game where he told me took one uh, shot and he was just out immediately. But if you can get him tonight active in this game, then I think somebody like that, we talked about Herter as well. That's kind of a bigger example, but somebody who can microwave you 28, 30 minutes and get you, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25 points is, is somebody maybe to target. Look, it can't go any worse than, than 19 minutes with no fantasy points, right? right? I mean, it can't, it just, it can't. So <laughs> we're already doing better just by rostering. He gets you that one point, right? You you're, you're good. Right. So no, <laughs> I, I like it. I mean, th this is how I think that like, if you're attacking this game and, and like, I, I don't mind Russell, but I, like, I'm, I'm very concerned about the minutes just being there and just, you know, maybe a bit yeah. of a, it's just, I'm just, the Lakers just stink. Right. So I think Beasley coming in and, and just grabbing a smaller piece of him, like it's not going to cost you much. 
he's got he's got he's very much like like Herder on 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 the Hawks. I mean, I think he's actually like a better version of Herder because his his upside flashes a little bit more. He's not as consistent, but um, this is certainly a spot where he'll probably bounce back. He'll probably get a few more minutes just because of the nature of this game. So yeah, I, I think that's a good way. And and I think there's a few play, players on the Lakers too, like maybe a Malik Monk. Um, where you could just, you know, grab cheaper shares of them and, and you get some good exposure to this game where it's probably, again, like these guys probably aren't going to bust for you, which is nice because even if it ends up being and you don't get like the, the massive game, the, just the game environment itself is probably going to like, you know, save these guys from from just putting up like zero points again in 19 minutes. So, right. That's a good point, too, where you, that ceiling or that floor part of me has a nice cushion with it. All right. So. Anybody else, again, you're going to have some bigger options. You mentioned Malik Monk on the Lakers. I imagine you're staying as far away from Russell Westbrook and even LeBron at, at this point uh, because of the popularity and probably cost to it. But again, these things all determine or, or really are determined by what's happening in game. So if the Lakers jump out and shock the world and are up by 12 points in the first quarter, keep an eye on what's happening with Minnesota shares live. It might be an opportunity to jump in on there. A couple of other games, and, and again, we have 12 tonight, so we'll bounce around as much as we can. But we've got, you know, 230s, 235 and a halves. We do have that one above 240 again in Sacramento. And this is another one here where you have the obvious choices, right? The trio led by Giannis up top. You've got another option in Bobby Portis. And then maybe even depending on how you like it, you can get, you can squeeze some value out of like a guy in Grayson Allen where we just talked about with Minnesota, Malik Beasley, kind of a, a similar scenario that where it could be just three dependent, but Milwaukee, I think would be a good place to start to target. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we have Giannis ranked as, as like the top play tonight. And I mean, it's, it's a busy slate. Like it's not, um, you know, he's, he's going up against guys and, and some players in really good spots as well. Like we already mentioned young towns, Jokic is on the slate too. So, um, you know, I, you could just start with, with Giannis tonight. That's fine. Um, you, you're obviously, you know, he, it's not going to be any surprise or anything. You're going to have to pay through the nose, but um, if you really want to stack this game, you think it's going to be close and, and or Giannis is just going to, you know, maybe respond with like a 50 point game of his own or something, then you, you could do that. Um, I think that if you're going to do that strategy, you should be looking to come back with someone on Sacramento. Uh, I, I like, I, I think Darren Fox is just, again, you know, much like Trey Young, he's just locked into this role right now. And, maybe not getting enough, you know, um, notice around the league for it, but over 50 fantasy points in, in each of his last three games. Um, and, and like he's played, like he's played Denver, he's played Utah. So the, the points have been there for Fox pretty much every night. And, and the minutes have certainly been there too, even in some like a, a little bit lopsided matchups. So can Sacramento keep this close? I don't know, but um, if you're going to play that way and, and you think this game has a chance, then, I would actually start with Fox over, over Giannis, uh, if, as crazy yeah. as that sounds. It's all about how you see this game going. If you see it being a blowout, um, I would look down the, the Milwaukee lineup and maybe take a shot with like a Middleton or even Holiday and, um, and, and just kind of leave it at that. Maybe you could target like someone really cheap on Sacramento. But if you think this one's going to clo go close and go, go over the total, pay up for Giannis and Fox. Why not, man? I mean, like it, it's, it's stacking the game. You're going to get exposure to, to both sides and, those are the two players who are going to be, you know, just lotting up the points if this one goes over. So, no, I, I think that's a, a smart play too, because as you've talked about it there, the obvious eyes are going to focus on Giannis first. And with Fox, is, is that really the only guy that you can legit target here? Or do you think that there's some room for a Harrison Barnes even tonight? 
No, I mean, if, if it stays, it's a tough matchup for Barnes. That's like the, the only thing I'd say. So I might even go down to like DiVincenzo, um, you know, a, a little bit more of a shooter and, and, and target him instead. Um, and, and just again, like if, if he gets hot and the game stays close, um, you know, a little bit more of a higher variance play, but I think probably a slightly better upside just with the matchup. So Barnes is okay. I mean, he's definitely gonna be out there a bunch, but it's kind of a tougher matchup. Um, just trying to think like, if, I mean, look to some of these guys off the bench too. I mean, yeah. Medu's played, played a, a few minutes in, in, in his last couple of games, over 20 minutes in his last two games. So um, if you were, again, you just, even as a bench play, like he's been, he's been getting in the road, into the rotation. If this one does turn into a blow, like, like I said, I mean, there's two different ways to play it. Either you see it close, you pay up for Fox, or maybe you target guys like a, a guy like Medu and then maybe a Middleton on, on the other side. So I think that you should be looking at this game, but you know, make sure you're going in with a, a, a certain strategy, either be committed to, to guys like Fox and, and Giannis or, you know, go down the list on Sacramento and just grab a share, like grab cheap shares of a guy like Medu and then, um, and then maybe come back with like uh, one, one of the, the Milwaukee starters that uh, you, you think will might be a little bit undervalued. Yeah. Undervalue is a great place for me to transition to a guy that I was looking at and he, you're coming off too rough looking games for Bobby Portis, but this might be an opportunity to attack based on the matchup against the Kings. Yeah. I, I mean, look, if I'm, and again, like I, I think that you're either, like I said, if you're not committed to that first strategy and you just don't want to pay up for, for Giannis. And I think that's absolutely fine. I'm not pushing that at all. I think looking at Middleton or Portis is where you should be looking at because we've, I mean, Portis has gone off for us a couple times on the show, but I mean, I think the last two yes, weeks sir. we brought him up and, and he had a couple great games, but he does go through bad patches and that's probably going to draw people off him tonight. This matchup really couldn't be any better for a Bobby Portis bounce back. So um, yeah, I like, I, I think you know, Middleton probably will, will be a little slightly more expensive. He's safer. Sure. But if Portis goes off, I mean, you're, you'll be looking at like hundred percent ROI. So I, I like that play better going with like a Portis and then looking down the Sacramento roster and uh, to, to a guy like, like Madhu, like I said, but there's, there's certainly more ways than one to play this one with these higher, these, these higher spread games, there's more variance involved. There's, there's just more ways the games can go, obviously, uh, at least in my opinion. So yeah, that, that's how I'm looking at this one. Uh, we do have, um, you know, most of these Milwaukee starters ranked high and I think Portis probably going to be your best uh, bet for some value. All right, my friend. So where else are, are you looking? So, identifying? Yeah. I know there's all these big games on the slate, but let's, let's talk about Portland, New York for a bit. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. As soon as for a bit. No, I knew you were going to go somewhere. <laughs> um, I, like, I think this is a good game from the perspective of you can just target a couple players. And I think that you get really good exposure to, like a lot of different scenarios in this game, like Josh Hart playing extremely well, right? Like last couple games shooting the ball. Well, I think he was, I think he actually led the slate a couple games ago. He was, you know, just, he's been, it's been really good from three point land. And if you stay on him and you just come back with like, you know, a Barrett or yeah, I mean, I would probably just say Barrett. I mean, you know, the Knicks starters are kind of just playing big minutes every night and yeah, the efficiency for Barrett hasn't been that stout, but it's Portland. So we know that's going to go up. Um, if Josh Hart continues to shoot and this one stays close, I mean, I think you're just going to get a piece of two players who really high usage um, in a game that if it does stay close, they're just going to pour the points in. And it, it's so simple, but on this slate, like it's, I think a lot of people are just going to bypass this completely and just be like, I don't need to worry about Portland, New York tonight. 
But this game is, is keeping it really simple for us just from because Portland is so terrible and New York just plays their starters so much. So um, I, I like going with like a heart Barrett combo here. You can even pay up for Julius Randall. I think that's fine, but probably get better, better uh, value on, on Barrett. So um, I, I think, I, and the other thing, like part of the reason why I wanted to bring this game up, I, I actually don't mind Portland tonight, like on the spread. I, I just don't like the Knicks to me, just don't really deserve this line. So I know Portland's terrible, but with Hart playing playing well, I mean, I, I do see this game as having a decent chance of staying close enough uh, for this strategy to work out. So, no, I, hey, wow, I, I didn't think you were going to go there, but to be honest with you, the Knicks are not any type of beacon of stability that you could fall back and say, look, you know, in what they've done. Uh, any interest in a guy like Fournier tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if if you don't like the Barrett call, I mean, Fournier. Right. I do like the Barrett call. I was just asking. No, no. I I know. I know know you. I mean, I'm just saying, (laughs) Um, you know, Fournier's minutes are are locked into. And again, like, I mean, he's playing Portland, right? So, um, you know, Fournier in a way might almost be like a a, a slightly better investment from the fact that, you know, I I mean, if this one gets out of hand and I'm wrong, you know, Fournier um, potentially is, is like a, a, a dude who's, who's already gone off for 30 points by the time this one's over just because of, of the matchup, right? Whereas Barrett, Barrett's minutes, who's a bit more of a volume play, uh, may get cut. So from that perspective, Fournier may even actually be like a little bit safer, but um, I think I, he's definitely would, would be like my second probably favorite option uh, for, to target from the Knicks. All right. So, and again, I mean, Portland on that side, if you like them to win, you mentioned just Knicks and the, and the Barrett. Anything on the Blazers deeper that you'd like to hit or just bounce around the final couple of minutes? Uh, not not really. I mean, I, I don't want to talk about the Blazers too much and make that like the focal point of the show. Oh, I just no. wanted to mention, I like that as a play. I, I think that from, uh, you know, just investing with Hart and then coming back with a Knicks stack or a Knicks player, um, I, I just feel like there's going to be decent value, even with Hart having played well in his last game, just because of the game total and the big slate. I just think that you'll probably be getting okay prices on these guys tonight, which is what we really care about on jock market, getting the best value. Right. So I think that the other game, I mean, I, I want to talk about it, is Phoenix and, and Houston. Um, another game I, I think is perfectly fine to invest in, um, you know, in multiple different ways. Uh, you know, obviously Phoenix, uh, we mentioned Def- Devin Booker off the top, his usage right up there with Trey young right now with Chris Paul out um, just, you know, been very, very consistent, you know, like 50 fantasy points last night and, barely 30 minutes of play. So obviously he's back to back, but didn't play that much last night. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a good bounce back spot for Deandre Ayton. I'm not shocked that he had a, a poor game, you know, going up against Valanciunas and the Pelicans last night, but he's, he's been really efficient against Houston in two starts this year. Um, super efficient, like 35 fantasy points, in like 27 minutes, basically in those last two games against them. So mm-hmm. I think, um, a sneaky play might be to use like Ayton instead of of Booker, uh, you could certainly pay up for Booker. I think that's fine too. But if you wanted to ch- invest a little bit cheaply or cheaply, that's definitely not a word. Um, <laughs> DeAndre Ayton, and maybe even coming back with Christian Wood in the middle too, because I think it's a good spot for Wood. So yeah, and you know you're going to get that tempo, that pacing by all means. So uh, definitely a good one to target here. Uh, final couple of minutes. It's a shame that SGA is dealing with this ankle injury because you know he would be a guy that you could heavily target and really continue to target on OKC, especially with the total at 230 and a half. So if he's a go, any concerns about just playing through that ankle injury or can you still attack that monster usage? I mean, I think again, it's, it's very much like the Embiid spot. I mean, um, I, I, you got to buy into the fear as, as, as scary it is, as it is sometimes when you can get these players for, 
cheaper than usual in their IPOs, man. I mean, you don't, you won't need him necessarily to have like the 60 point game. If he, if he gets 50 fantasy points and you're getting him at a cheaper share price. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be all about it. It's a little bit more risky just because it's an ankle, you know, Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid is, is dealing with like back soreness. So ankle soreness, back soreness. I mean, I, to me, like the back soreness thing is, is, I mean, it's not backs are, are important too, obviously, but just from a basketball standpoint, the ankles tend to be like the thing that really takes players out. So um, a little bit more concerned, but no, I, I like buying into the fear here as well. Uh, if, if he doesn't go, or maybe even if he does go like Trey man, um, I know a player who uh, got, got really good, has seen over 30 minutes in his last two games, gets definitely a big bump in usage with Alexander out. And I, I mean, San Antonio, even though they're, they're favored big, they're, they're still gonna, I mean, I, I still see a ton of points being scored on the OKC side, uh, at least to keep this semi close. So I think Trey man is, is definitely like where you should be looking for value. And the Alexander news could keep his price down too, right? So uh, multiple ways he can play this OKC side, but much like uh, Joel Embiid, I think Alexander, you've got to be looking into buying the, into the fear a little bit, um, regardless of how you do it. So anybody else, man, you want to throw out there that Celtics Warriors game or, or anything else? we got about, uh, you know, 90 seconds or so. I mean, Celt- yeah, Celtics Warriors, not, I, I you know, tried to, tried to convince myself someone there. Um, not super big on that. Um, oh, Toronto. I, I mean, look, I, I think going back to Reggie Jackson here, who's been, uh, in really good form of late is, isn't a bad idea. Much like, I um, like that. much like, uh, like, uh, kind of our, our Josh Hart call. I mean, just, just paying up for, for Reggie Jackson on the one side and then looking to, you know, potentially come back with, uh, you know, a, a play on, on Toronto isn't a, isn't a terrible idea either. I don't think, again, this is a later game too. I just don't think a ton of eyes are going to be here on here. And, and I mean, look, Van Vliet's still questionable. Is he going to play? I mean, him being out uh, would, would certainly help. Um, I think Jackson's upside. So I don't mind looking at that Clippers uh, Raptors game either. I, I think this is a night where all these games offer like different kind of potential for Jock Mark. It's, it's just that this is the beauty of Jock Market. Even, even when the games have lower totals, it doesn't necessarily make it a bad investment like target. So uh, I, I, with all the eyes kind of on these more, uh, these, these kind of matchups with like more exciting game totals. I mean, guys like Reggie Jackson could certainly go under the radar a little bit. So, um, that's a play, uh, uh, with, with him. I mean, I easily my top, my favorite play from that game. And there's multiple ways you could play the Raptors. Obviously you're gonna have to wait on injury news, uh, as well there. So. Awesome. Well, look, we appreciate you all hanging with us as we each make up words throughout this show. And I think it landed for the most part at the fantasy grind is how you can follow Jeff at Shander show for me. Thanks to Mike. Awesome. Yo, for producing and look, hit that thumbs up button. Take advantage of our promo code. Awesome. will match your first deposit up to 50 on jock market and you can start winning some money if you haven't already. We'll see you next week.